So we all know that eating our vegetables are good for us. We know that having a balanced whole meal is good. But how does this actually look like? Because we have essential nutrients that help with our growth and development. Our immune system, this starts in the gut. Having good gut health, probiotics, prebiotics, our immune system is also helped with vitamin C and zinc with vitamin D. There are certain nutrients we know that help with this. Cognitive function is promoted through essential fatty acids. We know that balancing our blood sugar levels improves our mood. That means it's going to stop those hangry breakdowns where the child is just lying on the floor and not wanting to cooperate. We can buffer these things. We can make things easier. Hey, I'm Alana Bonneman, naturopath and holistic nutritionist. This podcast is dedicated to reclaiming your health by harnessing yourself as your biggest asset. Get ready because this is where we stand up for your body's ability to heal, go against outdated norms and say yes to change. Creating true and lasting success all from the inside out. Thank you so much for being here. This is the Health After 30 podcast and let's get started. Hello friends and welcome back to another episode on the Health After 30 podcast. Today's episode is about nutrient-rich, family-friendly meals for busy women, for busy mums. If anyone is in this position, then they know how difficult it can be. I myself am often in this position and know how difficult it can be. So I thought I would make a podcast episode about it. If you find this topic interesting, if you find this episode useful, then please let me know, drop a review or a rating and feel free to share it with a friend who might also enjoy it as well. As a naturopath and a nutritionist, the importance of nutritious meals consumes me as a mom. I like to think of the nutrition that fuels my family as something that powers a well-maintained car. So just like a car needs the right type of fuel to run smoothly, so does your family. It needs the right nutrients to function at its best. And nutrient-rich meals are that premium fuel that not only keeps the engines running, but also ensures, like, ensures that they have a longer, healthier lifespan. Because the thing is, without the right fuel, your car or your family, you know, it starts to hit struggle street and it ultimately might face some breakdowns. In reality, this might be recurrent illness. It might be meltdowns. It might be growth developments. So we really need to start prioritizing nutritious meals, not only to like fill our tanks, but also invest in that long-term um, health and well-being of our family. So this is what I really want to dive into today. I want to set the foundation of nutrient meals for family health and the impact. I want to go over the struggles that we face, you know, the reasons why we don't manage to do it on the day to day, because there are a lot and they're definitely there. And then in the next part, I really want to share some tips and quick and easy meal preparations, things that are not only easy to do, but are also going to be health promoting. And then... I will give you uh, a few of my top favorite recipes that I like to do. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So we all know that eating our vegetables are good for us. We know that having a balanced whole meal is good. But how does this actually look like? Because we have essential nutrients that help with our growth and development. Our immune system, this starts in the gut. 
having good gut health, probiotics, prebiotics, our immune system is also helped with vitamin C and zinc with vitamin D. There are certain nutrients we know that help with this. Cognitive function is promoted through essential fatty acids. We know that balancing our blood sugar levels improves our mood. That means it's going to stop those hangry breakdowns where the child is just lying on the floor and not wanting to cooperate. We can buffer these things. We can make things easier. And not only when we focus on having nutrient-rich meals, not only is it improving the immune system, cognitive function, and having, you know, good moods and mental well-being, we're also promoting long-term life habits for the child. When they learn that these foods are normal, when they learn that putting a priority, you know, towards nutrient-rich foods earlier on in life, we start laying the groundwork of um, lifelong healthy eating habits. So in this way, focusing on nutrient-dense foods are really, really important. So when we think about all the nutrients that could be going into a meal, I want you to think of a well-balanced meal as a cornerstone of a strong and resilient foundation for your family's health. Nutrient-rich meals packed with essential vitamins, minerals, and other vital components play a crucial role in promoting overall health and well-being. But there are a few things to consider, and this comes to the challenges that we as mothers face, which stop us prioritizing or getting that nutritious meal on the table at every meal. Because we know these challenges, uh, there are many of them. Firstly, like the time and the meal prep to have to do it all, to have to think about each meal, to have to prepare for each meal, to have to shop for each meal. This is all taking time and it takes a lot of energy. And if we're already busy and full during the day and we don't even have the energy to think about it, then this makes things really, really hard. But the thing is, is we have to still make meals. Otherwise, everyone ends up eating cereal every night, which is okay every now and then. But, you know, for the long term, we need to like we need to go shopping anyway. So what are some ways that we can start planning these meals to make shopping easier? We also face having picky eaters, children that just close their mouth because they don't want to eat certain foods you know when you spend all that time and effort to really make a nutritious meal and you put it on the table and the children just turn their noses at it it's so disheartening and it can be the real buzzkill for you ever wanting to even bother making highly nutritious meals again with the meal planning this is also another big one because of the overwhelm the thought of that you've got so much to organize in the day you know, to think about <laughs> to having to plan a meal, it, it can be really overwhelming. And this can also push our desire to just kind of have quick, convenient solutions. And the thing with quick, convenient solutions is they can also be highly nutritious. Each one of these things, each one of these challenges we face, we can also transition those in to healthier options. And I want to show you how to do that. And I think just by acknowledging these challenges, it's sometimes the first step to be able to make these practical solutions. So what are some quick and easy ways to create meal preparation? So as I said before, you have to shop anyway. You have to cook anyway. Let's put all that energy into making each meal nutritious. So what I like to do before I go shopping is I plan the meals out. I write Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or whenever I'm going shopping, I write the few days that I'm shopping for 
And then I write down each meal. What are we having for breakfast? What are we having for lunch? If the kids are home, what are we having for dinner? Um, and what I like to do is I like to make sure that there's diversity in each of these meals. So we're not having just oats every single morning for breakfast. You know, maybe it's oats, maybe it's pancakes, maybe it's eggs, maybe it's scrambled eggs, dippy eggs, you know, what, oh, like runny eggs, <laughs> soft boiled eggs, what do you call them? There's different types of ways that we can serve things. And then I like to do the same for lunch and dinners. And then I look at each meal. So breakfast, so let's, yeah, let's just say breakfast as an example. When we're having breakfast, do we have all our nutritional components to it? Does it have a protein? Are there some vegetables in there? Is there a good source of fiber, which is also vegetables or fruit? Are there essential fatty acids in there? I just like to think about each part of the meal and is it complete? And when you have this written out, at least just as a rough draft in your head, and this might be really difficult if you're not used to planning things. It's taking me also a while to get to this point. And it actually wasn't until I moved out into more of a country style living out of the city where I have to use a car to go shopping. Have I really had to start planning this, not just pick up something on the way. But even if you do pick up something on the way home, you know, dropping by the grocery store, you can still think about this because when you go to make the meal, the overall stress and overwhelm of it all is going to be reduced. When you go to the shops, you're going to know exactly what you've already got. Secondly, when you're at home, what I really like to do is batch cook my food. And when I say this, I'm not the person who cooks on Sunday night a week's worth of meals. No, that is way too much commitment for me. But what I do batch cook is I will batch cook potatoes, often rice, sometimes pasta, sometimes oats, because what potatoes, pasta, rice, and oats have as a wonderful medicinal tip for you, they have a resistant starch when they are cooked and then cooled, and then they can be recooked again. And resistant starch is beneficial for your gut bacteria. It is feeding the good guys. So by cooking potatoes, having them cooled, and then recooking them or doing the same with pasta, um, you are naturally getting a probiotic. That is easy and time efficient to do. Another thing I like to do is also buy frozen foods. So for example, broccoli or spinach or peas, I'll have that frozen because usually these foods are snap frozen on the field. That means they've grown and then they're frozen straight away. So their nutrient content does not reduce over time. Sometimes like a fresh vegetable does if it's left, you know, sitting out for a week or two weeks, uh, frozen food has a very high nutrient value. So yeah, buy frozen fruit and then bring that out as I need it. I also like to maximize my meals. So for example, if I am making a sauce, a tomato sauce, how can I get more nutrients into that? How can I add more vegetables into that? I, I like to have theme nights as well. Every Friday night is a pizza night for us. Um, and this can be diverse. We can either go out for pizza, we can make pizza from scratch. And on the odd occasion, we'll even get frozen pizzas. This doesn't really come under the most nutritional, uh, nutrient dense meals in the week, but it's a meal which is just easy and it's quick. And I know we know that Friday nights is pizza nights. We can max that meal by having sides to it. So we always have a bowl of olives. We'll have a tomato mozzarella, um, salad with it. 
or you, you know you can also cut carrot sticks or some vegetable sticks to also kind of accompany the pizza as well and lastly i really like to use the slow cooker this works perfectly in winter you can in the morning throw a whole bunch of ingredients into a slow cooker with some stock let it sit throughout the day and in the evening you come home to a warm meal you blend it and make it a soup and when we plan ahead like this and when we have these little tricks and tips up our sleeve then it not only saves time and those endless trips to the store when you're like oh don't have anything for dinner i have to go again it also reduces stress it allows us to have healthier choices and knowing what we're going to do and how we're going to do it also enhances the variety in which we're eating variety is also the key component to um, good gut microbiome so I hope you have a bit of a better understanding now of how to kind of prepare and plan and organize your meals. I want to share with you some recipes, like my go-to recipes that I do on the weekly. But before that, I also want to mention that sometimes the things that hold us back from making healthy choices, from making those nutritional priorities is sometimes the habits that we have as individuals. And this is because we sometimes see our health with certain filters. I have a free challenge, which really takes the filters away from the habits that kind of hinder our health. So if this interests you, it's a five day challenge. It's like every day there's just one bite sized activity for you to do to, I guess, unravel what you might find difficult in your health and how to implement and make things easier. And when you compare this with then also bringing in meal planning, preparation and prioritizing nutritious meals, you'll start to have long-term and sustainable results and it makes things really easy. So if you want to check that out, it's in the link in my show notes, but you can also just go to alanabonneman.com forward slash resources and you'll find it there. So I want to share now with you my kind of idiot-proof nutrient-rich recipes. These are my some few of my weekly go-tos. The first is a simple pasta. You know, you can choose whatever type of pasta you use. I often use one of the lentil pastas. And I'll use a pesto with this, either freshly made or store-bought. And when I look for a pesto when it's store-bought, I make sure it's not on a sunflower oil base because so many of them are. I look for one that's an olive oil-based, which has actual parmesan cheese, which has actual um, pine nuts and basil as well. And then I max this out. So I make the pasta, but I will also add some frozen spinach. So before I put the pasta in, I'll put some frozen spinach in there and some frozen peas to kind of bulk up the pesto. Sometimes if the kids also want it, I'll ask them, like I'll cut up mushrooms as well and do a mushroom spinach. And you can also use fresh spinach for this, but I just like finely dice it. So it kind of blends in with the pesto a little bit and then with peas as well. And so this way you're getting that pesto pasta, but you're also getting this added nutrient. And then we will also use hard Parmesan cheese on top of that. My second thing is soups either in the slow cooker um, or you can do a frozen soup mix. This is like my go-to, one of my go-to midway things. If I, it's also my go-to, if I don't have any vegetable, if I don't have like anything in the house, I'll grab like frozen, you know, broccoli and whatever other vegetables I have in the frozen compartment and kind of put it in with a soup. I also like to make my own bone broth, but sometimes I bought, I have like on stock store bought bone broth, which is not the cube, but 
the jar of broth. So I kind of add that in. So you can either do a quick mix up from uh, frozen stuff, or you can pop it into the slow cooker. As I mentioned before, you can have it going the whole day. So you come home and it's just there. Sometimes soup by itself can be a little bit boring. So what I'll also do is add a topping to it. This can either be croutons. It can also be perhaps bacon pieces, which are cut up. My children really like those. I'll also sometimes put sausages in just to have like that added protein in it as well. Drizzle it with olive oil, or I'll also put some added yogurt in that as well, depending what the kids want. And my third one is soft-boiled eggs with anything. Now, I don't know if your kids like eggs or not. My kids do, and I think why they do is because it was such a fun experience. So soft-boiled eggs are the dippy eggs. When you dip something into it, they still have a runny yolk. And what I like to do is give them a variety of things to dip in. My children are still quite young, so they find this fun. I'll have a grained bread that they can dip in. I'll also give them a choice of broccoli or cauliflower or potatoes. I'll also even give them sometimes a choice to dip in boiled beetroot. So boiled beetroot, you can sometimes buy that in a vacuum pack. So it's like already ready to go and they can dip it into their eggs. They get to choose what they want. One time I had apples on the kitchen table for breakfast and my son was dipping apples into his eggs. Would I do that? No. Did he enjoy it? Yes. (laughs) So leave the variety. I mean, in the morning, that can also seem like a big project, but if you've had the night before something like baked vegetables, then just keep some of the vegetables for the next morning. This is again, just that meal planning, just having that in your head of where can I use this again next? What are we having tomorrow for breakfast? What did we have the night before? So each one of these recipes has a well-rounded, nutritious meal to it. It has your good fats. It has your protein. It has fibers in it. It has, you know, those good carbohydrates. So it's kind of foolproof. And I know that when I'm feeding my kids, benefiting ourselves, we're not only going to feel good after it, but energy levels are going to be sustained. Our moods are going to be good. Kids are going to start the day well in the school. I'm going to start my day well at work. So to recap, we need to start seeing each meal that we give our kids as a way to make nutrient dense meals. This is good for their growth. This is excellent for their development and also for lifelong habits. I know it's challenging, but Those challenges are made easier when we meal plan, when we batch cook, when we max each meal, when we have easy theme nights for us to follow, when we use frozen foods, it can be made easier. Not only saves time, it also saves all those trips to the store, reduces the stress, makes healthier choices, and also enhances the variety. I hope you were able to take something away from this episode. Just one thing that makes you feel like, ah, This is going to be easier for me to do things. Thanks so much for being here. You could have been listening to anything, but you're here interested in reclaiming your health. I hope you found the episode useful and constructive. If you enjoyed it and would like to show support for the show, please leave a review as this makes my content more discoverable for other people to enjoy and learn from. Please also consider subscribing to the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening. Finally, the best way to show support for the show is by sharing it with someone who you think might benefit from it. Thanks for listening. Be well, and I'll catch you next time.